The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, we had a trailer drop yesterday, the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. Very cool. Yes, very cool. It's the first film post-Endgame. You saw it. I saw it. I loved it. Did you love it? I did love it. And it, and, I, and I've and i been on record before that I liked the first one, but I wasn't crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one... I don't know what it is, but I was so. You know what it what it felt like? I felt like I was watching like an, an Avengers movie. You know, I don't know what it was and how they filmed it this time, but I was so engaged this time. Like, oh my god, I'm actually looking forward to this for some reason. Now that's interesting. Yeah. So, was there moments that you're like, oh, that's awesome, like, or anything stand out, or just the whole yeah, overall I didn't, feel? I didn't know Hydra Man was in the movie. We still don't know if that's Hydra Man. What else would it be? Well, you think it's well, what? All right, well, let's talk about it. Real quick. Okay, Since yeah, we didn't do an episode on it. Right. So, spoiler alert, because this is some stuff I read. If you watch the trailer, uh, it looks like Hydra Man, Sandman, and Multi Man are in it. Multi now, Multi Man. There's a, there's a real quick scene where a dude bursts into flames. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, well, this is the thing, and this is the trailer hints because you know everybody online's been dissecting this thing since it came out. Gotcha. In the scene. With this, I believe with the Sandman, there's a, I think it's a car with a license plate. That Wait, has, did you say Sandman? Yeah. Oh, you know, show I, dude. oh my God. There's a, there's a, a car in, in the scene, you know, just kind of parked and uh, the license plate co- coincides with like the month and year of the issue he was, he first premiered in. Okay. So I, I'm not sure, but let's say it was like. I don't know. Uh, Amazing uh, Spider-Man so 121. No, if it was July 64, the license plate said 764. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And gotcha. then the Hydro Man one, this is more obvious. The scene, I think, right before it in the trailer is they're taking, the, the kids are on a boat and they're taking a picture and a boat goes by them, behind them. Okay. And on it, it says ASM and then the number issue that he premiered in. Okay. And then there was one for the multi. Or that might have been the multi. No, I think there was one. The multi man had like a, a a license plate also for when he premiered. So all signs are pointing to those three being in it. Now until I saw the video right. of that, my assumption was uh, because of the way they introduced Mysterio, where he's a hero. Right. My so and you know Mysterio's background is he's an illusionist. He's you know. I think he's a, a failed magician in the movie. Yes. In the comics, he was a stuntman. Uh, like he, he used Hollywood special effects. Right. So my thought, my thought when I first saw the trailer was that he was somehow creating these disasters so he could be the hero. Oh, okay. Makes, yes. And, and like make a name for himself, and Spider-Man finds out, and that's how he goes up against them. Hmm. But it would also make sense if they introduced these three other heroes, because then you're really setting up. If you got those three: Mysterio, Vulture, and Scorpion, then a version of the Sinister Six for Spider-Man Three, whatever that's going to be. Wow! Good right. job. Look at you. Well, it wasn't just me; it was the internet. Good job, internet. 
Wow, at multiple man. I, di- I didn't catch that at all. No, Molten. Molten man. Oh, Molten. Okay, I was going to say, it's like multiple man. So where did he show up? Oh, well, that's man. pretty interesting. Yeah, well, we're done with this episode. Watch the trailer. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm severely unprepared right now because <laughs> I saw uh, the trailer, but I, but I saw it on yeah. Instagram, I think. <laughs> oh, no, you gotta watch it. Twitter, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, so I mean, I like the interaction with Aunt May. Oh, she's so pretty. Yeah, she Marissa is. So pretty. Yeah. I like that whole thing. I like the uh, forgetting of the suit or not wanting to bring the suit to Europe. I like the whole Nick Fury thing with Ed. Yeah, it looked good. Good. I'm excited for it. The thing is, it's after Endgame, so obviously we know he survives. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. So I'm, I'm trying not to pull things out of the movie that would give me hints to Endgame. And I'm not saying that's a surprise because I already knew. You know, I mean, frankly, when he's when Spider-Man disappeared in Infinity War last year, if you didn't think they were bringing him back, then there's something wrong with you, I think. <laughs> if, if you didn't figure that out. If you didn't figure out that most of them, if not all of them, are coming back, yeah. there's something like. If you're like, oh man, Spider-Man survives, that, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but there are other things I'm like, a little worried about. Well, then now you know Nick Fury survives. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and Maria Hill, so. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a great trailer. And that's it, man. You know what's sad about it? That's it. We're done. We're done for the year with Marvel. No more Marvel trailers for the year. <laughs> like, well, I'm sure we'll get a new... Oh, no, actually, we knew, we, we'll probably get another Endgame, and we'll get a different, longer Spider-Man one. But we're pretty much... You know what I mean? Oh, that's, that's, yes, that's the last Marvel movie of the year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. Yeah. No, looks good. Really, really good. Again, it's, I don't know why I'm liking this way more than the other one. I think I'm over... You know, I, my issue with the first Spider-Man movie was it was too much... He was like Iron Man, Spider-Man. Like, his suit was almost too much. I right. Well, oh, well, suit-wise. Like now, now in the trailer, I did notice a multitude of suits... Yeah, he's got one where the blue's replaced with black, yeah. so it's like red and black. And then he's got like a stealth suit that's yeah. all black and goggles. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Well, you know, Nick Fury's involved, so maybe Shield hooks him up with a couple of suits. So, okay, let me ask you: Are you okay with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay. Um, look, they got to merch, they got to sell toys. That's why you got the Iron <laughs> Spider. That's true. You that's know, your favorite version sucker. of Spider-Man. Yeah, with, with Tony Stark, who knows, retired or gone or whatever. This shield, it makes sense that shield kind of picks up on Spider Man. I have a feeling Spider Man will be maybe even the leader of the new Avengers because, you know, depending on what they do with Captain Marvel, you oh. know, Spider Man might be, because if they go younger, Spider Man might be the elder statesman with experience and stuff like that. So maybe shield recruits a new team of Avengers starting with Spider Man. Hmm. Well, only time will tell. Which will lead into a quick hit later. A quick hit? Oh. Not yet, eh? <laughs> no, it looks. I'm, yeah, I'm watching the trailer. It it, it it looks fantastic. I don't know why this is. The, oh, there is Molten Man. Um, yeah, I don't know why this one is is really engaging me. There was a comic book story where I believe Hydra Man and Sandman got mushed together. Did you remember that episode? I mean that. that, well, that yeah, book? that's how he stopped them. He turned them into like mud. Mud. <laughs> Awesome. Did you? Uh, what, well, what do you think of what do you think of Mysterio's look and all that stuff? You know what? Maybe it's because it's Jake, but I, I think it was a good choice to showcase him without his helmet, that fishbowl thing. Um, right. I mean, it does show up later, but I mean that's a CGI thing. I, I guess you—it's easier to cover people's faces when you're doing CGI 
to make it look a little more believable. But Jake, I like Jake. The guy's a good actor. I, I like him. Yeah, I like him too. And I think, like, again, we don't know the story, but I don't know. I think he's a, do a good job. I love that the, the costume is comic accurate. Yeah. And I really like, you know, we said this with Aquaman. I, I like that these movies are starting to lean into that a little bit more. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what his angle is going to be in this whole thing. You know, it, it's funny when we have Marvel and DC, for some reason, I don't know what it is. Whenever Marvel picks up like a, a, a Jake Gyllenhaal, for example, it's like, oh, yeah, Marvel got him. You know, it's like, oh, he's going to be like part of the Marvel family from here on out. Right. Uh, and then, you know, like Chris Pine went DC. It's like, oh, man, you know, like cause I, I like Chris Pine, you know. Kinda like, right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that way too when certain people go to Marvel at DC. Or like even, um, uh, what's his name? Orm. The guy, uh, Patrick Wilson. I'm like, oh, he would have been a good Marvel hero. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. And then, and then we got, um, oh, what's his name? Who's Ben Affleck's little bit? Matt Damon. He's kind of like a Marvel. I mean, he always tends to do oh, Marvel cameos. That's true. Yeah, guy's looking for it. That's so funny. <laughs> It's so fun that we chose sides. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I'm like, oh, good. DC got Zachary Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did they... Did, that does suck. Chris Pine can't be in the Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Go, yeah. Well, yeah. We, we've seen crossovers before. Um, going back to the trailer, uh, we got Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Any did they, Are any other names dropped as to who everyone else is, like Hydra Man and Molten Man and stuff? No, I didn't even know those three were going to be in it, if they truly are in it. And I just, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to avoid all kinds of spoilers. Yeah. I don't read any articles yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch the international trailer released the same day. There's a few scenes in there that aren't in the American trailer, I guess you would call it. Okay. The domestic trailer. And you kind of find out, you know how in the American trailer he doesn't pack his spider suit? Yeah. And then he's got it in Europe. Okay. So that there's a reason for that. Why do they do ABC. that? Why, why does international well, get different trailers than us? I don't know. Oh, you man, know what I noticed? The international... Relax. <laughs> the international trailer showcased more of him being in Europe. They, they really kind of gloss over the whole beginning when he's in New York City and stuff. Oh, I see. Uh, okay, yeah, the trailer well, that makes really, sense. But, All right. Yeah. So watch the international trailer if you want to know why he's got a suit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Again, I think I was just surprised. There are a lot of things in this trailer I was definitely not expecting. So I, I got super excited for it. So, yeah, I'm actually really excited for this movie now. Now, let me say this. Now, yes, about the costumes. Do I mind? I don't mind that he's wearing different costumes. I don't know that I'm a big fan of this black and red one. But are they the same costume? You know, is it like, hey, I'm in Spider-Man. I press a button. I'm in stealth mode. And I press a button. I'm in, you know, whatever, you know, or now there are a multitude of spider costumes. I don't know. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at a screenshot of, of the black and red one. and I'm not I'm not liking it. Hmm. The black like, and I'll red what, one would be it. like an Alex Ross kind of thing, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It is looking, uh, it'll probably make an awesome looking pop, though, to be honest with you. That's <laughs> what I thought they, I was out. They sucked <laughs> you back in. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I thought about that because I've been really good about I have not, I've been selling some of my pops and I, I haven't bought one in a while. Mm hmm. And I just realized, like, oh, crap, Endgame comes out, Spider-Man comes out. <laughs> like, I'm screwed. <laughs> which is really funny because, you know, as you know, I, I've got two pops now, which I, before I had one. I was like, oh, no, Jonathan, what's happening to me? The office is what's going to happen to you. You're done <laughs> uh, And then I'm like, oh, yeah. the Mandalorian comes out this year. I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. 
And then, and then I'm thinking, oh, and episode nine comes out this. Ah, oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> That's right. I don't know my black series. I can't wait to get a Mandalorian black series. Oh my god, I hope oh, you make it. Yeah, you so need another now. job is what you're gonna need. Yeah, to do. Anyway, all right, I digress. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm look. I was always excited for this movie. I thought you were crazy when you were like, eh, it was all right. Yeah, like, no, I'm telling you that that whole Spidey Iron Man gimmick. I, I like the fact from the comic books that Spidey has to, you know, he gets his butt beat. He has to go home and take out his sewing kit. He has to sew his own. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, you, know what I, you know what, though? They they kept that he made his own webs and web shooters. I love that they did that. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, but but it kind of fits. Iron Man sees something like that. Of course, he's going to tinker with it and make it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what he does. Yeah. So, well, I, I got issues when superheroes are a little bit too powerful, like the whole Superman thing. I think it's hard to write because how do you write a story that's intriguing when your guy the guy can only be be beaten by kryptonite? Uh, yeah, you know? I mean, that's why I don't, I don't, that's why I don't read Superman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good point. Yeah, right. I got you. Yeah. All right, okay. Alan. Yes. You know what time it is? It's time to hit it. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's time for. All right. Anyway, back to the movies again. We enjoyed Mission Impossible Fallout. Was it last year? Yeah, it is last year already. I, th- I think it's the biggest, biggest moneymaker for them, right? Mission Impossible moneymaker? Yes, it was. Yeah, it's it's the biggest moneymaker. To me, it definitely my favorite out of all of them. And Mr. Tom Cruise is coming back along with director Chris McQuarrie for Mission Impossible in 2021 and 2022. By then, Mr. Tom Cruise will be 58 years old upon its release. Do you think he can pull it off? Oh, yeah, he can pull it off. The guy's in better shape than you and me put together. And we're about 15 years younger than him. <laughs> Embarrassing. I don't get it. Not I, 15, but still. <laughs> I like this cast. I like the fact that when they did, what was the one before Fallout? It was um, Ghost. Uh, Rogue Nation. Uh, Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Nation. I like that little group that they got there. And I, and I like that they brought them back for Fallout. It, it had a little better continuity with that group. And if they stick with the same core, man, the, these guys are going to have a success. Another huge success. If no, Tom I forgot Cruise the ending. Alive. Did, did he hook up with Rebecca Ferguson or they were making it seem like they were going to hook up? Or? They alluded to it. That he basically said goodbye to his wife. And, right. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's going to ride off to the sunset with and a woman. Hello just, to his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of look the same, too, which is really funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So is she part of the IMF team now, too? How did that end? Um, she go back to British mm, intelligence? Maybe MI6. You know, I don't remember they really talked about that. I, all I know is it, it's interesting because they allude at the end of the movie like they're kind of getting out of it, you know, because they even talk about it through the whole movie. Kind of like, hey, you know, you're here. And she says, well, you left me. You didn't, you didn't run away with me, you know. So, yeah, I don't know if she's part of the team. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah. Very interesting. Let's see if he can film two movies without killing himself. All right, very cool. Yeah. Alan. What? Deadpool 2 is finally opening in China, but there's a caveat. Oh. It's only going to be released PG-13. It's opening on uh, January 25th. Deadpool 1 had a limited release in China and did not make a lot of money. So producers are very, very hopeful that the opening of Deadpool 2 in China with a PG-13 rating will bring in some more buku bucks to the movie. It's not sure if the PG-13 rating is the Once Upon a Deadpool cut 
or if they just, you know, bleeped out words or whatever in the movie. Speaking of Once Upon a Deadpool, in its 10-day release in, Jan- in December, it made $7 million. Oh. Remember, a dollar for every ticket sold went to charity. That's right. Not, not so bad for a movie that a lot of people saw also, because that did pretty well on its initial release. Oh, yeah, $7 million in 10 days. That's really good, I think. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Good for you, Mr. Whatever your name is, Ryan Reynolds. I think Hansel's still trying to hit seven million. <laughs> it's out on Blu-ray. <laughs> That's not necessarily me. <laughs> it's on Netflix, and I refuse to watch it. I tried to watch it, and I was like, I was like 10, 15 minutes into it. I was like, all right, let me see what else is on. <laughs> it couldn't engage me. A Star Wars movie couldn't engage me. What is this wow. world coming to? That's crazy. 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 Insane. Insane? Crazy? Okay. Yeah, Mandalorian. I'm excited for that. All right. Bumblebee movie came out not too long ago, actually, a couple months ago. And... A buzz buzz. A buzz buzz. It it did okay, I think, at the the box office. I think it was... Well, you know, Aquaman was huge and... And, uh, yeah, it did okay. But they're saying that it was highly profitable compared to its previous movie, The Last Night, which lost $100 million. Now, I remember you asked me if I thought it was a success. I thought it was in a sense that there really was no one big in that movie. You know, like we have like Mark Wahlberg in it. And a good part of that money goes to paying these guys off. And when you have a bunch of nobodies, I, I guess it does kind of balance itself out. Right. Yeah. But uh, well, good for them, and maybe this will do more things for Transformers. And and I hope they realize too that you know when they had that opening of Bumblebee again, if spoiler alert, right? It, it was like, oh god, this is the Transformers movies I've been waiting for. You know, you saw like the classic toys, the classic robots, the classic vehicles and stuff. I mean, that is what really got me excited for it. So I, I hope that resonated with, I guess, the suit to see this is what people are looking for. Yeah, well, I think their release date didn't help them either. They were getting everything was getting pummeled by Aquaman at that when it was released, and yeah. you know all the holiday movies like The Grinch did very well, and yeah. a few of the other holiday movies. So I don't know that Bumblebee was given a fair shake. I saw it, I liked it, yeah. um, but it did it, it did open up against some big movies. It did, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And look, you know, it hasn't. I don't think it's out yet. No, it's not out yet on Blu-ray or DVD or digital. So it's going to make some money there. Too. So I could definitely say how they say it's profitable. And you know, Bumblebee too. I mean, if you talk to the non-Transformers fan, because I actually have, you know, I know people that, that did watch the movie that, you know, I guess you wouldn't call like within the geek culture. They loved it. They absolutely loved the movie. I'm like, really? Okay, good. <laughs> good for you. Good. Yeah. They, they're so they, they know something that, you know, obviously we don't. Yeah, so maybe it's, if you don't go in with all the baggage of knowing the Transformers yeah. or seeing the other movies, it's better. Yeah, I, I'm, maybe that's how why Venom did so well too. You know, Ugh, it's movie. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's right. <laughs> it is making a lot of money because the, the, it's a movie. They distanced themselves from Spider-Man to a certain degree, and it was just a movie with Tom Hardy. Boom. Maybe that's what it is. Probably. Maybe. Okay. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, quick it. Quick it. Helen, what? Winter is coming. Winter is here. Winter is coming. Yes. April April (laughs) fourteenth. Game of Thrones final season premieres on HBO April the fourteenth. So uh, yeah, the day before taxes are due, you get to see what happens in Westeros. Can you you uh, remind me again? You said it's 
less episodes. Six episodes. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, but they're an hour and a half each, so they're almost like feature-length movies. Wow. Yeah. And this is it. This is their swan song. This is their last it. season. It's over, Johnny. It's over, Johnny. After this season, you got to read the books because that guy's still like three books behind the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they the, the show left the books behind, I think, in season – if this is eight, I guess season five-ish maybe. Okay. So they've been on their own since six, seven, and eight. They, the writers have just been writing without any – I mean, they have a general. I think the writer, the author, told them the general idea where the story is going to end, or how he's going to end it, right. and then they just took it from there. Okay. Yep. Well, so let's go excited. Excellent. April's going to be awesome. <laughs> We're going to be three episodes into Game of Thrones by the time uh, Endgame comes out. Wow. Hey, Game of Thrones. I mean that that is definitely a show that a lot of people do talk about. Quality is there. It almost seems like that's a one show where it seems like every season it gets better and better. It, I mean, just from yeah. what I've heard, you know, unlike Walking Dead, I mean, it had its ups and downs. But yeah. Game of Thrones seems to be that, that consistent thing or even even better every season. Yeah, I know you punched out. You should consider maybe starting over and going back because it might it, it definitely watches better as a binge because. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those shows that has like sometimes a year or year and a half in between seasons. Okay. So if you if you don't binge, you kind of forget a lot. Yeah. Um, but I I binge it maybe over the summer. I binge it no, not this past summer. I'm gonna have to binge the next season, uh, the last season before the next season comes out, okay. just to catch up. But it's fu- it's a fun binge watch too. And no. it's easier it's easier with all the different names of people because they have so many characters. Yeah. So when you binge them, you're like, oh, this is this guy. Oh, this is their relationship <laughs> with these people. Yeah, it's easy to do that. Yeah. No, I, I only stopped because uh, when I when I did watch Game of Thrones because I had a free subscription to HBO, so I was like I, I soaked it all in and then when it uh, expired I said, Okay, it's nice. Nice knowing you. Nice knowing you <laughs> <laughs> until it comes back on for free again. Red box it or something. <laughs> yeah, I should. I probably should. Okay. Yeah. All right. Quick right. Jonathan. Alan. Eddie Murphy's coming back again with a vengeance. But what? He is coming back with Coming to America 2, and that is moving forward. And obviously, they're going to try and get Arsenio Hall to come back as his, what was he, his... His, like, valet, Akeem, or his best friend? His handler. There you go. His handler. As you would put it. Yeah, this movie is coming out now. This movie came back, came out originally in 1988. Do you think that's too big of a gap for um, a second episode? No, I think I wonder if it's going to be about is he going to send his son to America to find a, a wife like I found your mother there. You know, is, he um, going to, is it going to be one of those things or I is he going to come to America for some weird reason? Hmm. And will sexual chocolate be in charge of the soundtrack? That's why. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's cool with Eddie Murphy. If you look at him today, the guy has an age. He looks exactly the same. Oh, that's what Richard. That's what money does for you. Dude. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know too sure about Arsenio Hall, but uh, should be fun. I mean, I definitely enjoyed the first movie. I thought it was funny. That's so funny coming to America. Yeah, it really, really was. So, oh, but you know what? God, now, now you got me worried. If it's going to be, hey, it's my kid doing the same thing, and they're just going to repeat the same beats. Like, don't you think that a lot of movies are, are at risk of ruining like an idea of something that you enjoyed when you were younger? Oh yeah, um, we talked about this about. Like how some of the guys should stop that three, but they go ahead and make another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's put it this way: Eddie Murphy has nothing to lose because yeah, what's what's he? 
When was the last time he was in a funny movie that wasn't a, wasn't a family funny, like a Dr. Doolittle type thing? Ooh. You know, the guy's got to come back. He's, he's a funny dude. Yeah, he, wow. Okay, wow, you got me thinking now. I I don't know. Sling, mm-hmm. sling, sling Blade? Was he in that? <laughs> if he was, that was not a comedy. Sling Blade. <laughs> oh, well, I thought you, well, I th- oh, well, you said non-family films. That's not a family yeah. movie. No, but it's not a funny movie. Oh. <laughs> I said, yeah. when was the last time he was funny in a movie that wasn't a family movie? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say any of that stuff, man, can we? <laughs> we? We cannot quote any Eddie Murphy lines from the, from the 80s. Man, oh, that, that, that Eddie Murphy specials. Delirious, that is classic. Oh, well, the other one. What, tough, what was the other raw. one where he's wearing the uh, raw? Raw uh, was good, too. That was... Exactly, it was wrong. See, now his his uh, IMDb says he's doing a Beverly Hills Cop 4. What? Oof, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. So, yeah, good for you, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> okay. Good for you. Quick, quick. Michelle Yeoh <laughs> has been given a spin-off. Yow, yo. Yow. Has been given a spin-off series on CBS All Access. She started season one of Star Trek Discovery as uh, the captain of the Discovery. Spoiler alert, she gets killed in the first episode. Well, what? I don't know, but I guess they're bringing her back or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I think they might have brought her back at the end of the season because there's like this twist at the end of the season. Have to rewatch it. Okay. Her captain was Philippia Gregori, and she's going to be, the series is going to be about Section 31, which is Starfleet's Black Ops like division. Okay. So maybe it won't be a, she won't be based on a starship. Maybe she'll be kind of like a SWAT team type thing or a black ops team. Hmm. But yeah, I like Michelle Yeoh. She was awesome in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. And um, she was good in Discovery too, to be honest with you. I had no idea she was on that show. Yeah, she's on, well, she was on it briefly the first season. The thing is, I, CB, CBS All Access, their streaming service, seems to really be going all in on the Star Trek stuff. Because they have Discovery, they have this Michelle Yeoh show, they have a Captain Picard show that they're doing with um, Jean-Luc um, Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. So uh, it seems like the only thing CBS has is Star Trek. Like, yeah, like no three and a half men or. <laughs> no. Well, it's hey, huge followers, huge followers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is Star Trek is always to me. Star Trek is is true sci-fi for me. Yeah. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe! Another freaking reboot. Uh, Sony and Mattel Films uh, tapped the Men in Black writers on the Master of the Universe reboot. Art Markham and Matt Holloway, and I think you told me earlier that they also wrote the first Iron Man? They did, and so they are coming on board to write He-Man. Now, the last movie came out back in 87 with Dolph Lundgren. I didn't care for it too much, but I, I know there's a lot of followers well, you know, for that screen, one. It's screened from the source material a lot. Oh, is that what it is? You mean, wait. Yeah, no, I mean, Skeletor looked like Skeletor. Oh, yeah. And that was it. Nobody else looked like any, like anybody else. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it was, it was weird. <laughs> Courtney Cox was in it. Was she? Yep. Whoa. Okay. Well, yeah, they're coming back again. I mean, as of right now, then you know, no one's really tapped to act in it. But uh, another uh, '80s cartoon property um, coming back again in the movie theaters. We'll never see the end of this, I guess. Yeah. Howie Long, not included. Who could play him in? <laughs> oh boy. You know what they got to do this time? In my probably opinion. some poor wrestler. 
I want to see someone freaking yoked, man. I mean, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren was big, but he wasn't like thick big. He was just tall. But I want to see someone like in oh, the, the, what do they call him? The Mountain? That guy? You ever see that guy? Oh yeah, he's big. He's yeah, big I want to see someone just absolutely ridiculously huge playing this role. Uh, well, I would, Alan, but I already have a job. Yeah. Okay. That's um, yeah. All right, but they gotta be able to act, though. Yeah, do they? <laughs> Come on, this is freaking He Man. All right, all right, all right. We'll we'll see. We're gonna start working out. Okay, get on that. Quick hits. Quick hits. I was being supportive. <laughs> all right. Quick hits. <laughs> All right, the uh, the comic book numbers have come out for 2018. Cool. Marvel won the year with 40.4% of the market share. DC came in second with 33.82% of the market share, with Image coming in with 9.9% of the market share. DC, however, did have the best-selling comic book of the year, single-issue comic book of the year, with Action Comics 1000. Wow. Marvel had the best-selling trade. Trade paperbacks were down across the board, but Marvel had the best-selling trade paperback with the Infinity Gauntlet for obvious reasons. Oh, sure. And I'm going to tell you, John, when you tell me these numbers, I am not going to lie. I was shocked that Marvel beat DC this time. I'm shocked because I think all these, you know, the Marvel books are terrible nowadays. That's terrible. The Marvels, they are terrible. I've read. So how, how is it they're outselling DC? I'm saying it must be on the on the strength of the movies. Oh, okay. I see what you mean, right? Yeah. There, I in a month I read more DC books than I do Marvel. I can't even tell you what Marvel books I read. I try to read a Marvel book. I, I can't do it. I just, I just can't. I just don't understand. The new, the new Hulk, the new Hulk, Hulk series is good. The Immortal Hulk. Is it? Avengers is garbage. I, I can't even with Avengers. Wow. No, I do like Amazing Spider-Man. I remember we talked about the new writer. Yeah. Renew your vows is good. They're doing another Spider-Verse crossover thing. So that was pretty good. That probably helped them with their sales. I think Marvel's doing it with gimmicks. What do you, you mean? Know, Spider-Verse saying they have an X-Men event going on. Oh, okay. You know, just like nine different, like Wolverine is dead in the universe, which is like nine different Old Man Logan series. Yeah. Yeah, just stuff like that. I guess. Well, Marvel has a new CEO. So what I understand is that he's trying to go back to basics again. Uh, yeah. I mean, they did cancel a lot of books. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe less is more. Yeah. And actually, Comics 1000, I believe, was Brian Michael Bendis' first DC slash Superman book. Because wow. remember, he moved over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why it was the bestseller. Okay, well, good for them. Yeah, yeah but again, shocked. I could not believe. <laughs> anyway, what do I know? I yeah, I mean, when it comes to... Well, well, to be fair, Marvel used to dominate at a much higher number, too. Yeah. So 40% of the market is not good. I mean, Marvel and DC at one point were... It was like a fifty-one forty-nine thing with like every image and all the other ones yeah. carving out what was left. But I mean, for, for image to have a ten percent and a lot of smaller ones finishing up, the rest, I mean, that's pretty good for the smaller companies, you know. Right, right. Yeah. No, I can't believe. I'll be honest with you. I can't believe image is still around compared to, you know, it's it's tough to have known properties, you know, going, going, going without. Um, you know, like the movie stuff. I mean, that's definitely kept Marvel up in the forefront. Same thing with DC Comics. I mean, does Image have anything else besides the comic book stuff that's beyond comics? No. No, that's why having 10% of the market is a good deal. 
Yeah, but how is that? How are they still viable to be around still? Well, they still have, they have good stories. They have something called Saga, which I don't read, but they have some good books. Okay. Yeah, and, and you got to remember, comic books sales are down all around. So, you know, forty percent of nothing is still not that great. But, True. Yeah. Okay. So I think deep down, I always I still want Image to fail after all these years. It's bad. Why? Why do you want Image to fail? I, well, I didn't know you wanted Image to fail. Yeah, yeah. I, did. I mean, it was fun when it came out, but I mean. Think of it this way: before before Image really went through, Rob Layfield was that big name. Todd McFarlane was still at Marvel. Jim Lee was still there. I mean, just to think, like if they never started Image, how much more they could have done with the Marvel stuff? You know, it just oh, seems true. like they were just they're like almost there, like really taking it over the top, and they left. And no, I they took more. it over. Oh, taking the the company over the top. Yeah, exactly. To keep pushing, pushing, like, to really, like, make their mark with Jim. I mean, Tim Madden, Jim Lee, McFarlane, Pertasio, Larson, they're all on Marvel at the same time, to a certain degree. Silvestri, they're all there. Can you imagine? Yeah, I know. I was there. there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you got to remember, Jim Lee is, he's X-Men to people. It's Todd McFarlane is Spider-Man to people. Rob Layfield, for better or for worse, is Cable and Deadpool, you know? X-Men, yeah. So... I think they made their mark. It's just it was a situation where they were making all this money for Marvel, but they weren't seeing any of it. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. No, no, definitely from a business point of view, they're 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 definitely well off financially now than if they stuck with Marvel and stuff. But I just always want to know what would happen because remember they did this thing where Jim Lee came back for a couple of episodes to do Fantastic Four. They did here. And they did Heroes Reborn. Yeah, that, I was so excited with that. It was awesome. I totally love that. Totally, yeah. totally. Okay. But, uh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. No, I get what you're saying. And Jim Lee has since, because he brought Wildstorm over to DC. Wildstorm's in DC in print now. Yeah. And um, Jim Lee is a big, 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 big head honcho at, at, at DC. And, uh, you know, we got, I mean, Batman Hush. We got we got some great DC stories. From, yeah, I don't think he's done Marvel again. No, not so I think, I, think, I, think, I think Marvel must have did those guys dirty. Well, they probably did. I mean, yeah. So, why, why would they? Why? Where all the energy come from to say screw Marvel? We're we're gonna do our own thing, right? So yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, quick, quick. We should talk about that. The rise of Image Comics and what it did to the to the market because it, it yeah, almost so. killed comics. You know, you think it. so? Yeah, with the whole saturation of it was almost too much of everything. I mean, not just Image, but there was that. Marvel had like well a lot of it had those those gimmick well, comic books and stuff. I mean it was it was I, killing it. Yeah, I think if we do an episode on com- like the '90s comic boom and decline, yeah, that'd be a good thing. That's including image. That could be a series. We'd have to talk about that. Okay. Make that a few episodes maybe. Gotcha. All right. All right. Great. Uh, speaking of X Force and Gambit and Doctor Doom, all these little movie projects that we thought were going to come out have been shelved with the acquisition of Fox and Walt Disney and stuff. Obviously, Disney's probably going to retool themselves, and yeah, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. You know what? what's really a bummer? That Gambit thing with... Oh, who was supposed to play that guy? Magic Mike. Channing Magic. Tatum. Yeah, I mean, it seems like that movie was in production for like a decade. Why is that a bummer? Channing Tatum was going to play Remy <laughs> the Bee. That's... <laughs> Please, this is a mercy killing. <laughs> I guess just because you know, Gambit was popular at one time, but goodness gracious, it's been years and years and years, and 
Well, it's all shelved for now. And for now, because you just don't know what Disney's going to do with him. Disney's going to have to try and figure out what they're going to do or how they're going to do these these X-Men movies or these, you know, offshoots of X-Men, like X-Force and... Right. Well, the, ru- the rumor is the only... The only actors they're looking to hold on to from the Fox properties mm-hmm. are Ryan Reynolds and Josh Brolin. Oh, really? But I don't know why that meant they had to cancel X Force because that would have been a great movie. Josh Brolin, Kate, you know, and um, yeah. Ryan Reynolds and whoever else. But yeah, we'll see. I don't. I think you know we talked about this too. When Marvel gets around to making Fantastic Four and X Men movies, they're going to be different characters. Yeah. Just like when they when they eventually get Daredevil and Power Man and Iron Fist back. Right. You know, they're gonna be different car- they're gonna be different actors, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well so. Sayonara, they're gone. Yeah, I just thought a Doctor Doom movie was advised and out of those three, X Force would be the one. I was like, yeah, that would have probably been good. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. Quick it. Right, quick it. Aquaman Alan hit one billion over the weekend. One billion. It is now, I believe, the most profitable DC movie, that is or correct. just behind. Uh, yeah, it's made more than Dark Knight, right? Yep. Yeah, so it's the most profitable DC. That's insane. That's insane. Dark Knight was freaking good. Yeah, really and good. Aquaman has only been out a little over a month, I think, right? Yeah. So a billion dollars in thirty some odd days. And a majority of it, 70% of it coming from overseas. It only made like $250 million in the States. Did you see this only. happening? No. No one saw it happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one right. saw this happening. <laughs> yeah. And if they, if, if they said they saw it happen, they're lying to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, good for Aquaman. Great for, great for DC. Maybe this is their, their turnaround. I want to see which... I wonder if we can find out which country is make, where it's making the most money. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, well, someone knows. I'm just somebody so. knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seven hundred thirty-three million alone for foreign. That's great. Good for them. That's yeah, yeah. Good for them. I don't know what the message to DC is. Like, well, I guess the message would be, yeah, Snyderverse doesn't work. <laughs> that proves it because yes, sir. Snyderverse with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman couldn't make a billion. Non Snyderverse with Aquaman makes a billion dollars. That's nuts. That's what you get. They gotta think about. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Mm. And you know they get. They did a good job. You know. You know. Growing up, right with Aquaman, you and I, we had an image of Aquaman, and yep. Jason Momoa, vastly different. But I'm okay with it. You know, it's like he is now like someone to be reckoned with on the Justice League, not this. Hey, Aquaman, we're gonna go fight this guy here, but because it's online, you have to stay home and, and monitor the computers for problems. You know? Yeah, no, right? Yeah, so now he's he's a legitimate dude. Too legit. Too legit. He's he's got star power now. He yes, sir. Command people to bring him avion whenever he wants. Yeah, he's a big boy, that guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Quick it. Quick it. Alan. What? Kieran Gillian, who is a writer over at Marvel, and for the past, since 2015, has been writing either the Darth Vader series or the Star Wars series itself, is leaving Marvel with Darth Vader number 67, I believe. Okay. Uh, this is important news because the Marvel comic books are new canon. Right. So he's been the main architect of the Star Wars expanded universe since 2015. 
So stuff he's written about is canon and is part of Star Wars lore. Um, I've read some of his Darth Vader series. I've been trying to read. I'm way behind on my Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's some good stuff. It's really it, it really stays true, I guess, to the feeling of the original trilogy. Okay. The adventure, it really goes into what I've read so far takes place after New Hope and before Empire. Okay. So Luke is just learning, you know, what it means to be a Jedi or just learning about the Jedi in general. Really good stuff. And you see Han and and Leia's, you know, burgeoning love for each other, however you want to put it. Uh, It's really good stuff. What did I really like? Oh, he introduced three fan favorite characters. Dr. Afra, who's kind of like a she's almost like an Indiana Jones for Star Wars Galaxy. She's an archaeologist. Hold on. And she, What's her name? Dr. Afra. Oh, Afra. OK, gotcha. Yeah. And she kind of walks like she started out as like on the Empire side. Mm-hmm. But she, she's kind of like in that gray area now, I believe. Mm. And she's got two droids that look like. You know, one's an R2 unit and one's a C3PO, whatever. I don't know what unit, but they're both like murderous. Like they're <laughs> built to murder. It's insane. I, I personally don't like them as characters, but people love them. And um, I think they're both all black, maybe. Mm-hmm. Any but reason why so, he's leaving? Did he say why he's done? Uh, well, I, he's been doing it since 2015. Maybe he just needs to tell all the stories somewhere else. Okay. Um, I didn't read nothing I read, but yeah, I mean, Dr. Afra and the two droids are so popular. That they got act three and three quarter inch action figures last year, and they're getting um, six inch Star Wars Black Series. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, most well, so long. All right, quick hit, quick hit. Rumor report. Uh oh. Ooh, that was good. Thank you. Marvel is <laughs> developing a Young Avengers uh, movie. Uh, the Young Avengers comic book consisted of Casey Lang, who's Scott Lang's daughter, mm-hmm. and she she uses the uniform to grow big and she called herself I think Stature the twin children of Wanda the Scarlet Witch and Vision mm-hmm. uh, one was called Wiccan who was a witch witch obviously <laughs> and the other one was called I don't remember his name but he was a speedster like um, Quicksilver because you know Wanda's Quickly okay uh, no that was not his name and then <laughs> there was a Hulkling who was like oh a, I remember like, that one was really a scroll. Yeah. And um, a good scroll, though. Mm-hmm. And then there was this whole thing with Kang. A young Kang from the future comes back in, in Iron Man armor, calls himself Iron Lad. And then there was, I think his name was the Patriot, who's the grandson of the, they, they kind of retconned Captain America's story by saying that before they tested super soldier serums on like Captain America, they would, use different trial versions of it on African-American soldiers. Mm-hmm. And his grandfather was one that survived the process. And he kind of became like a Captain America, but they didn't make him Captain America. You know, they made Steve Rogers Captain America. Right. So Patriot, Patriot's the grandson of him. Of course. Of course. So, yeah, young man. Now, they introduced their uh, rumor has it. There's an older Casey or Cassie in Endgame, which let people think of time travel because there is a cast. They did cast an older actress as Cassie Lang in Endgame. Mm-hmm. And um, so people think that might be... And, and and Kevin Feige at some point last year said that seeds have been sown for a Young Avengers in the Marvel Universe. Nice. I mean, a Young Avenger could just be Spider-Man and just 
bunch of young heroes. Oh, Kate Bishop is supposed to be the two who's a female Hawkeye who's supposedly in Endgame also. All right. Oh, really? Yep. Cool. All right. Quick it. Quick it. Stick to your day job. I'm sorry. That was rude. That was good. That, that was rude because that is my day job. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Alan. What? After the non-success <laughs> of the Ghostbusters reboot last year. Right. It was announced with a trail, uh, teaser trailer that Jason Reitman, son of famed director Ivan Reitman, will be directing a new Ghostbusters movie set in the same universe as Ghostbusters 1 and 2, meaning that all of that took place 30 years ago. So those characters in this movie that's coming out, those characters will exist in that universe. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll be in it. We don't know what it's going to be about. We hope they're going to be in it. But it's a go. It's got the teaser trailer saying it's coming out in 2020. Wow. Was Bill Murray part of this? We don't know. Hmm. I thought he was the one guy that uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, sure. He sounds exciting. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Yeah, uh, yeah. I always thought it was Bill Murray that was that was a holdout. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's got some uh, good comedy chops. I think he directed the first one. Did he? Yeah, he did. Uh, Jason, Ivan Reitman did. Yeah. Oh yeah. And okay. um, so we'll see. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. Netflix, Alan. Do you oh, have Netflix? I do, but maybe not you're for long. Be, yeah, you're gonna be paying more, buddy. Yeah. So the, the 10.99 subscription, which I have, is going up to 12.99, and then um, the different tiers they have, mm-hmm. like the basic standard definition one, for the first time ever, is going up. It, it was at 7.99. It's going up to 8.99. Uh, that's where you get it in standard def. So. And then the other family plan is going up to like 15 bucks from like 13, something like that. So, yeah, Netflix is going up to 12.99. I may be saying goodbye to Netflix. What? Uh, maybe. Yeah, well, here's the thing. And I have other quick hits. Mm. Oh, well, I'll talk about that later. Okay. When we get that one. All right. Quick hit. Quick hit. Uh, Alan, the Grinch movie that came out last year starring... The voice of Benedict Cumberbatch surpasses Home Alone as the highest grossing holiday film at $500 million. I don't believe this. Oh, wait, are you talking about the movie or the Grinch franchise as a whole? No, the Grinch movie. Come on. No way. That's false news. Fake news? It is. It's got to be. Come on. Why has it got to be fake news? I don't know. Just, I just don't believe it for some reason. Or maybe I don't want it to be true. I, I don't believe that. I don't know why I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. That's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> All right. That was good. Thank you. All right. Well, good for you. Wait a second. Not just this is a Grinch. Maybe I was fed a lootable. Nope. Worldwide, 506 million. What? 270 domestic, dude. Jeez, we saw this movie. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's right. It's basically the same story every time they do it, right? I saw this thing, though. Do you know anybody that saw this movie? Um, My daughter saw it. Well, 
Well, I didn't take her. <laughs> Someone saw her. So, yes, it made 500. I asked her, I said, is it the same movie? She said, yes. I said, oh, okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's the little Grinch that could, I guess. And half a million. Listen, after billion. Venom, I don't know anything anymore. I <laughs> we, we, we obviously know nothing about the viewing habits of people in America and the world. Absolutely. <laughs> Between Venom and even Aquaman hitting a billion. <laughs> yeah, right. And the Grinch hitting half a billion. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Home Alone was and huge. Solo, 300 million. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, good for yeah, you. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Home Alone was huge. That was that was a huge movie. Yeah. Huge. Huh? All right. All right, quick it. Quick it. And the Loki series we've been talking about on the Disney Plus channel, rumor is that Tom Hilston will only be narrating it and it will be about the adventures of a younger Loki with the with them probably casting a younger actor. Okay. Thoughts? Uh I was not expecting that. <laughs> but I guess we it, still, Oh, wait a minute. Are they We hmm. still buy it? Oh, I'm or, definitely buying it. It's yeah. it's it's done deal. This is the reason why I think I'm getting rid of Netflix <laughs> to because I want this but uh you know, we've been fooled by the Rooster Brothers before about them giving false news. Do you right. think maybe this is a ruse for them to say, hey, it's going to be a younger person to say that Loki is truly dead? Well, I, I always assumed it was going to be stories from before. I mean, he lived thousands of years, so yeah, you could still have Tom Hilston, but it sounds like they're not even going to have Tom Hilston. Yeah. Like, why would you put a rumor out there that Tom Hilston's not in the, in the show? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Again, what do I know? I don't. We don't know anything. All right. Well, good. Hope, hopefully, you get good writers. All right. Quick hit. Quick hit. All right. The Batman movie, which is going to begin filming later this year. Uh, apparently, the Penguin will be the main villain. Sick of that nonsense. <laughs> Can we? The Batman has such a great. Rogues Gallery, rivaled only by Spider-Man's, and we keep going back to the same four villains. Penguin of all the bad guys is Penguin. And he just spent—he just spent five years being the main villain on Gotham. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. The Penguin. <laughs> all right. Let me ask you: Who who would you want it to be? Not the Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy Elliot, Hush, Clayface. I would even do for a, a new version of Two Face. Okay. Oh no, we got him tw- now. We got him twice. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like a really cool Riddler to be honest with you. Yeah. Like a really like a really good thinking devious Riddler. Yeah, because that that's what that's how you got to That's Batman's thing is you got to outsmart that guy. You yeah. need You need someone like the Riddler to do something like that. Yeah, or even Red Hood, Jason Todd. That's Make too obscure, don't you think? Uh, I guess so. But okay. come on, Penguin. Yeah, no, I hear you. you. When you say it, boom, I'm thinking Batman, Danny DeVito. Immediately. You know they're going to they're gonna hire like Josh Gad or what's that guy that hangs out with Seth Rogen? That fat kid, uh, Jonah Hill. They're going to hire oh, one he's, of those. He's, he's ripped now. Oh, fine. Jack Don't Black. Jack Black as the Penguin. Awful. <laughs> it's not the Penguin we want. It's the one we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Penguin. Eh. So done with the penguin. Yeah. Five years on Gotham. And he's good. He's good on Gotham. I'll give him that. But well, maybe that's why. Maybe because he's a known villain from the TV show. So 
All right, getting back to streaming services, Alec. Okay. NBC announced they're going to be having a streaming service that's going to come out 2020. Now, every time we talk about streaming services, we joke about how every channel is going to have their own streaming service. Yeah. But now it's going to be happening. And the thing about that is, is NBC most likely will pull any of their shows off of any other streaming services they have them on. So say goodbye to The Office on Netflix. <gasps> so all these, all these, that's what I'm looking for, specialized streaming services are just going to wind up hurting Netflix anyway. Yes. Yeah, you know, I'm, not, you're right. I'm not buying 30 services. I don't care if it's five dollars <laughs> a month. Yeah, I hear you. I just it's ridiculous. I, I I don't get it. I don't understand how this. Well, I can. Well, yeah, I don't it get. Can't it. be viable. I, I, CBS, first of all, can't be making money because you never. Besides Star Trek, can you name any other show on their all access service? No. So it's not working for CBS. ABC is probably going to be folded into the Disney Plus. So Disney Plus might be the thing to have because once all these things get taken off of Netflix, Netflix is going to have nothing to watch, right? Unless it's all original stuff. Well, they have, they have good original stuff, that's for sure. Right, but then it just becomes like an HBO then. Right, and not for fifteen bucks. Yeah. So, all right. So I don't know what's going on with streaming. Just screwing up. You're screwing up TV, TV people. <laughs> All right, here's a quick hit. Quick hit. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Yes. Some casting news. Uh, Ansel Elgort from Baby Driver is playing Tony. And Rachel Zegler, young teenager from Clifton, New Jersey. Hey. Who beat out like 30,000 people for the role of Maria. Wow. Will be playing Maria. She's got some videos online where she sings. She's fantastic. She's amazing. Um, I don't know if she can act, but she can definitely sing. So good for her. What's the name of the actor that's going to play Tony? Ansel Elgort. He should have been Han Solo. That's, yes. That was my pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Boom. I concur. Okay. Cool. I'm excited for that. I like What's Side Story. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, musicals. Mm-hmm. I still do All that. Right. If, if I'm holding a knife, I will you do. toss it side to side in my hand and do the da 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 Yeah. I still, every time I walk down the alley with my friends, we do a little dance. You would. I and I, I totally And we snap our fingers. Yeah. <laughs> we mean to. I would. You used to do it too back in college when we walked down Hollywood. You still do that. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm kidding, I'm a good dancer. <laughs> and in the street gang. Um <laughs> Quick hit. Quick hit. Cinemedia credentials created a program or whatever they do that can track and flag shared streaming services accounts so if you are sharing your password with someone or are using someone's shared password they're gonna come get you how would they know they create i just told you they created this like hardware or software or whatever oh because it's not because, the same household i don't know how to get it but no like netflix allows you to have four accounts right yeah but if i am registered here in new jersey and then all of a sudden my Password is being used in California every day. Hmm. They're gonna know something's up. I guess. I mean, you know, my parents have Look, my Netflix account on their freaking iPad. Yes. This free ride wasn't gonna go on forever. You had to have known that. That someone <laughs> was working on it. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone's the funny always thing nickeling is, Dami us, man. 
Well, this is the funny thing is I thought they already had this stuff in place because when I got DC Universe online, yeah. I had a couple of people ask me for the password. I'm like, no, they like they're it's brand new. I'm sure they're tracking the brand new people. Right. You know, they they maybe got ten thousand uh, subscribers. I'm gonna they're gonna know when I'm logging on in in East Bumble F and not in New Jersey. Wait a minute. Wait. Oh, bad, bad. One, one second. You you got you, you're paying for this dis uh, this um, uh, DC thing and you got people saying, hey, can I have the password? Yeah. These are your friends? Yes. Okay. Why? Are they not supposed to? Or was I supposed to give it to them? Mm, bold. I, I think that's... It's very bold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone, answered it, someone answered it the first day I got it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, can I have it? And you just pay for it for me? That's great. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of bold, isn't it? Yeah. All right. I mean, to be fair, I've used other people's passwords and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Not anymore. Then, then, it, then it works out, I guess. Not anymore. Though. But even, the, I think when I did it, I was like, weird, felt weird asking. Like, they volunteered. Like, hey, you want my Netflix? Yeah. I buy my own Netflix now, by the way. There you go. And I'll be buying my own Disney. Unless you want to give me your password. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we can work something out. Quick it. And finally, Alan. To choose your own. This had to happen. This had to happen. Well, yeah, I'd see it coming. Yeah. The Choose Your Own Adventure uh, <laughs> company and the company that published those, those books back in the day are suing Banders, the movie Bandersnatch and, and Black Mirror, and I'm assuming Netflix too, uh, for copyright infringement or trademark, trademark infringement, saying the Choose Your Adventure style of storytelling was liars and liars alone. Are they still around? I haven't seen a new Choose Your Own Adventure thing in forever. When was the last time you looked for a Choose Your Own Adventure book? Uh, well, I told you a couple months ago I bought the Indiana Jones one, and that's yeah, that's an older wonder, book. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not under the name Choose Your Adventure, but like I was thinking, well, if they're talking about trademark infringement, maybe like they have rights to like your indie Choose Your and my Lone Wolf books, and maybe they don't have the name Choose Your Own Adventure, hmm. but because it's the same style, they still get money from that. You know what I mean? Right. The idea. Yeah. Hmm. So apparently they're all up in arms because Bandersnatch stole their trademark infringement. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a judge, so I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like whatever, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I didn't realize that that particular publishing company is still around. Yeah. All right. Well. So. Well. I never. Okay. I gotta be honest. With you, I never liked Choose Your Own Adventure books. No. The, like the brand name Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, there are other books. Yeah. Yeah, there are other books that 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 had those choices that I liked. I never fell for them. I, fall for the banana I do take that back. Actually, I, I did know that they're around because they actually just came up with a board game of Choose Your Own Adventure. And I was going to ask Alan, Ellen from uh, Geeks Unite Cafe if, if it was any good. But yeah, they are. They actually are around. I take it back. Board game. Okay. Okay. All right, Alan. Thus ends Quick Hits and thus ends another episode of The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off. This is John saying you stay classy wherever you may be. <laughs> <laughs>